Hey everybody, uh, Skip here for another installment of Finding Meaning. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hope things are well with you. Uh, as I am recording this little podcast on my telephone, uh, it is, I believe, the fourth day of the riots uh, that are going on in our country. Uh, people mourning the death of yet another African-American person. Uh, people mourning, really, uh, what our country's going through. Uh, really, the predominant feeling is fear. Uh, and out of that comes, you know, racism and poverty and all of the things, the myriad, the, the overwhelming uh, amount of, of issues that come out of the complexity of a social system that is not constructed in the correct way. So I want to take this opportunity to talk about uh, a solution. Now, uh, when I was in uh, the courses of study at the seminary, a professor pulled me aside and he said, you know, your problem is you look at the big picture too much. Well, I don't know how else to look at it. Uh, I see a bigger issue than just what people are writing over. And it's not that the issues that people are writing over is not incredible. That's my son yelling in the background, by the way, playing video games. Uh, it is not that these issues aren't really important. The death of an innocent man, it, there's nothing more important than that. Or I would never say that things like poverty and systemic racism, these aren't important. They are really important. However, they are symptoms of something bigger. And I have watched this over and over and over again, where people keep trying to cure the symptom rather than the cause. Right? We want to stomp out racism. We want to stomp out the brutality that comes through racism uh, but racism is just a symptom of something deeper. Or poverty. You know, we want to, we want to get rid of poverty, but it's a, it's a symptom of a deeper issue. And I'm convinced that as long as we continue to try to fix the symptom rather than the core issue, uh, we're never going to get there. We're just going to be in this vicious circle that we all seem to be in. So I hope by now uh, you're wondering what's he going to say that the issue is. I'm glad you asked. And as always, remember, this is just my opinion. It's just uh, a place I have come to through living the life I have, uh, through all my experiences. You don't have to believe it. That is completely up to you. Uh, but if you want to just listen to this for the next five minutes, uh, maybe, just maybe, it can... Uh, open something up for you. So, as I said, uh, poverty, racism, war, cruelty. These are all symptoms of a, of a deeper issue. And that deeper issue is simply this, that we have collectively created a reality that is born out of dualism, a sense of division, a have and have not reality. Think about that for a moment. Think about all the people who have been given authority over you in your life. Think about the systems that we have. 
business systems or educational systems or military systems or religious systems, all based in a sense of hierarchy, all based in the sense that there are some who can do and some who can't, some who have authority and some who don't, some who are superior in some way, uh, and in our culture that really has a lot to do with education, and some that, that don't have that authority or uh, those credentials to, to be anything. Let, let, me, let me sort of give you a little story. Uh, I was a clergy person for years, and I came to that profession through a, a sort of non-traditional way. And what I began to notice is that in the denomination that I served for 20 years, that what really warranted leadership in that, in that institution was not your ability to lead or your ability to, to give a sermon or your ability to think. Rather, it was, could you just get a master's degree or a doctorate? And that was really the qualifier if you were given the chance to really lead in that denomination. That's it. Now, I will tell you, folks, that I have met people with PhDs in theological studies who couldn't preach their way out of a bag. I don't mean that to be mean-spirited, but it is a truth that we have fallen into these lazy ways, these lax ways of choosing who leads and who doesn't, choosing who has authority and who doesn't. And because of that, we have found ourselves with a real lack of leadership in every institution. But that's not even the real problem. That's just another symptom. The real problem is the idea of thinking that someone is better than someone else. I want you to think about that just for a second. Thinking that because someone has a certain skin color or a certain degree of education or a certain financial status, that they're better than other people. Even the most humble humans fall into this simply because that is the way we are programmed. We are programmed in such a way as that this idea of dualism, this idea of difference, this idea of uh, haves and have-nots is really uh, reality for us in so many ways. And, And this is the result, these riots, this poverty, uh, prejudice, this is a result of that programmed mindset that some are superior than others. And that programming becomes part of our collective genetic makeup. So people who have privilege are programmed into privilege. People who live in poverty are programmed into poverty. And that is all based on this idea of dualism, this idea of have and have not. I want you to take economics. We live in a capitalist society. And I want you to take the idea of, of success. 
uh, society says success is about gaining. Uh, it's about gaining material wealth. Uh, even parts of our society that have usurped religion will tell you that you can have uh, this sort of religious righteousness and wealth at the same time, and that that makes you somewhat superior. But that idea of wealth, be it spiritual or material, and the idea that someone has abundance of it means, always means, that someone has less. That idea that I have more necessitates for us to think on some level, be it conscious or not, that there are people who don't have as much as me. The word more <laughs> means that I have more than someone else. It is that deep. We are caught in that place where we believe, where we have bought into, wholesale, wholesale, the idea of have and have-nots. And out of that dualism comes power and control and when people seek power and control, they lose themselves in that place. And when they lose themselves in that place, they have become part of a system that's genetics are built in dualism. And there we have racism and poverty. There we have all the issues uh, that we face today. And we can't solve them. They will not be solved until we begin to look at that core problem, which is how we as human beings, all of us, are programmed. You know, communism failed. Uh, socialism, you know, it has its successes and its failures. Capitalism has uh, failed for the most part, but there are some successes. But all of that doesn't matter. None of it matters. Those are all ideas. Those are all concepts that derive out of a sense of dualism. I'm talking about uh, a new way of being human, a new way of living out life. So how do we get there, and, and what does it mean? Well, I have a theory, and it's a pretty simple theory, that, that if we honored each other for the humans that we are, if we honored our earth for the gift that it is, uh, that we could turn the tide of some of this stuff. However... We have to reprogram ourselves. And for most of us who have lived any amount of life, that reprogramming, I think at some point, really becomes almost impossible. So we have to begin with children. When their brains are forming and they're being programmed by the society, we have to teach them things like generosity and, and not seeing the difference between skin color and not striving for success monetarily or religiously. We have to get rid of the notion that a piece of paper makes you superior to someone else, be it a diploma or a dollar bill. We have to rid ourselves of these things, and it can only begin by teaching those who are born right now that there is no difference, that they are beloved, they are loved, they are worth loving, and it isn't until that new programming seeps in to all new humans that we're ever going to solve it. So I'm not here to offer you a quick answer. Yes, we need to seek justice for the problems that we have. 
Yes, we need to do what we can to stem poverty and racism and violence. But we're not going to fix this, folks. We have to equip generation after generation to be able to stop seeing through the eyes of dualism. Stop seeing through the eyes of have and have nots. Stop seeing through the eyes of I'm better than you. And it means a fundamental shift in all that we do and all that we are as humans. Sounds like a big task, uh, because it is. So I'm going to hold on to that hope. I'm going to hold on to uh, the idea that maybe we can begin at some point to help our new human brothers and sisters who have just arrived on our little blue planet to stop being programmed and seeing through the eyes of the disappointments that we've had as adults, the failures that we've had, or the successes. As a matter of fact, quit thinking in terms of that and start thinking in terms of generosity, love, and unity. Well, you can take that for what it's worth. Uh, To quote John Lennon, maybe, I'm a dreamer. I hope I'm not the only one. Uh, I do thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. And remember, hold on to love. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.